0: Well, hello, everyone. If I don't know you, my name is Tim. I'm one of the pastors here, and my job as a pastor is the best one out of all the pastors because I get to hang out with you guys. And Joe is in the back, but hey, this it's, it's my... <laughs> Joe loves you too. So we're starting a new series tonight called All Access, and... um. So, let me kind of tell you this story. Back in the day, when I was probably your age, um, I loved going to concerts. And most of them were Christian concerts. There were a few. My very, very first concert ever was Ricky Stacks. Is it Stags or Skaggs? I don't know. Um, it, was, it was terrible. Um, my parents went to some... Yeah, I don't know. But my first Christian concert was at Six Flags over Georgia. There's many bands there, but the one that um, stood out to me was DC Talk. All right. So do you guys know who DC Talk is? There it is. DC Talk. Um, And then when I was in, I think, maybe senior year in high school, but definitely in college, I started working concerts. Um, My sister was... Heavily involved with this organization that pr- pretty much put on all these concerts. And as a result, I volunteered, and I probably volunteered seven, eight, nine, ten concerts a year. And a lot of them were like music festivals, like at Carowinds, which is a theme park, kind of like Worlds of Fun, but many different concerts. And I was actually, I actually worked a concert of DC Talk's very last tour that they did. And um, so when I worked at these concerts, some of them were, I was, um, like, I, I did tickets at the door. Sometimes I worked the merchandise. But every now and then, they would give me the job of something backstage. And when they, get, when they gave you something backstage, they gave you a pass that says something like all-access or backstage pass or VIP or something. And when that happened, that was amazing. And the very last concert DC Talk did, I was I had the all-access pass. So one of my jobs was um, Toby Mac. Th- th- this is after they um, left for a while and then they came back for one last tour. Um, but for some reason, they did a song that Toby Mac did not, could not remember the words. So my job was to write down on this big um, cardboard paper um, the words to this Toby Mac song, which I happen to know all the words to because I knew all their songs. And I don't remember which one it was. And no, it wasn't Jesus Freak, but it was, it was a song. And, and, but the, the instance I want to tell you about is there's one concert. I couldn't even tell you who the artist was, but it was after a Charlotte Bobcats game. Now that's, they later became the Charlotte Hornets. Um, but the Hornets played and then the Charlotte, the, then we had this concert and they also gave me an all access pass. Now, the thing about that was the, the concert was actually on the floor after the game was over. So backstage was really like on the floor. And during the game, we had tickets to the game. And during the game, I looked down and I saw someone that I knew. It was Julius Peppers. Now, if you don't know who that is, he played for the Panthers for a while. For a while. He went to the Bears. Some of you may know him for the Packers. He, went through the, he played for the Packers for a while. Um, but that's not... That Before all of that, I knew him for this. He played for my team, the Tar Heels. And not only did he play football, he played basketball. And he was a monster. He was so good. And I saw Julius Peppers. He had courtside seats. And after the game was over, I kind of kept my eye on him. And he went through this gate. He didn't go out with everyone else. He went through this gate that had a security guard. And I thought, I wonder if my past will work. And my buddy Kevin and I, we kind of had this thing. And we were kind of bold back then. And it's like, let's go for it. But we got to be confident, all right? we got to be confident. And we entered this gate. And the security card was there. And my heart was beating so fast. And I just flipped my badge and just kept walking. And she just kind of nodded. It's like, go on. So here I am, I'm backstage, I'm under the the in, in the, the, the tarmac area of the Charlotte Bobcat Stadium or arena. And Julius Peppers is like ten feet in front of me walking. And me and my buddy's like, Oh my, what do, what do we do now? Because <laughs> we weren't expecting this. And we finally just got the, the courage and said, Hey Mr. Peppers. And he turned around, he's like, What do you want now? He he's like, What do you hey, how are you doing? So we talked for like three or four, maybe five minutes. And this is before cell phones, so we couldn't get a picture made with him. And we didn't think ahead. We didn't think we were going to get through, so we didn't have a, his autograph. So we had no proof that we met him, but we met him. And it was pretty cool. Sure I did. <laughs> but here's the deal. No matter how good your tickets are, if you go to a concert or to a game or whatever, no matter how good your tickets are, you can only get so close. You can only get so close. There's always a rope that you cannot cross. There's always a hallway that you cannot have access to. There's always a guard that you cannot pass unless you have a certain access. Why? Because all those are reserved for certain people. People who have an all-access pass. And at some point, probably, at some point, you and I have probably felt the same way about God. When it comes to approaching Him, it can feel like people have better seats than others. That some people are simply closer. And some of us feel that we're way in the back while others have VIP access. It's almost like there's this rope around certain parts of our faith. Those areas are reserved for special people, for special Christians, for pastors, for, for FCA leaders, for small group leaders, for whoever, Bible experts. And if we're being real, I think a lot of us would say that, hey... The VIP is definitely not me. I'm not against this whole God thing. I come to church, I sing songs. I even come up front and sing at Surge. I pray on occasion. I go to small groups. But most of the time, I feel like I'm watching from the back of the crowd. I'm definitely not in the all access with God. And there's some different reasons for this. One, you no, know, God is invisible. Like we can't physically see Him. Like He's not here. He's here, but He's not. Like we can't touch Him, and we can't all be talk to Him. Like we can't go out for coffee with Him. So that's hard sometimes when we can't see Him. And sometimes it seems like God is mad at us. Like have you ever have you ever seen those guys who's street preachers who stand on a corner and they yell at you that you're going to hell? Like I, no, no, Drake. I went to a um, South Carolina Gamecock football game. Several years ago, I mean, when I lived in Chapin, um, and I think they were playing either Florida Gators or Alabama—I don't, I don't remember which one—and we were walking in the gate and had this guy with a John Three Sixteen sign he says, "You're going to hell! You're all going to hell! You're going to hell!" And, and I knew the Gamecocks weren't that good, but man, I didn't think it was hell. Like it's just like football game I'm going to, and. Um, but it can seem like God is mad at us when we, we have that impression. So it, like anytime anybody else yells at us and stands up here and screams at you, and it can seem like God is mad. And finally, he feels like he's far away, which is kind of re- related to the first one. It doesn't feel like God is near me throughout the day. He doesn't answer my texts. He doesn't hang out with me on the weekends. So how do I feel like I'm close to God? And if we're honest, most of us, our distance from God has less to do with what we think he's like and more to do with our behavior. In a word, we call it this, sin. We're all sinful people. We're all messed up. Look at your neighbor and say, you're messed up. We're all messed up. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We are all fall short. Now, sin is not the most fun word, and, but it, base, it basically it describes anything that you do that is different from what God wants you to do. So something that you do that you shouldn't do, or something that you sh- didn't do that you should do. Maybe it's something that you've done in your past, or maybe it's a secret that you have. <clears throat> but whether you call it sin or not... It's easy to, to disqualify yourself from having access to God because of your sin or your behavior. And even those of you who say that you're all in with God, I bet the number one thing that makes you feel like you're far away from God is your behavior, is sin. When sin enters our life, it feels like we separate ourselves from God. Bad behavior or sin makes you think that God doesn't like me. That he isn't happy with me. That he isn't for me. Or he isn't with me. Or he can never use me to do good. And because our behavior seems to be consistently consistently bad or inadequate, we settle for the cheap seats with our experience with God. We settle for, for showing up but never getting close. But here's what I want to challenge you with tonight. What if we're missing something? What if there's more to the story than just your sin? What if we... What if the way that you feel about God isn't the way he feels about you? What if you have a lot more access than you ever thought you had? Because it can be, it's a thought that we all have that God is so far away. And here's the thing, the idea of keeping your distance from God isn't a new idea. It's been around since the very beginning. And maybe more than anybody, the the Israelites, ancient Jewish people, got this. They understood this. For the Jews, their whole church experience was built around their behavior. Going to the temple was not the same thing as for you guys going to church. And they had strict laws and regulations for what they could do in the temple. They couldn't just march up and sit on the front row and and sing a few songs and play a game and, and listen to a message and leave and go eat lunch or dinner or whatever. They couldn't just do that. Just like a concert, there were levels. So this is a picture of what the temple looked like in the day. And... Certain groups of people had to stay outside completely. Others were allowed a little bit closer, and some people were even allowed closer. If you look, um, it, says the, the, where it says the Holy of Holies. That is the closest place. That's, that's where they believe that God lived. He resided there. And so Gentiles, they could wander to the temple mount, um, the mound where the temple stood, but they couldn't go in. And if you were a woman or a child or even a boy child, if you weren't a man yet, then you could go to the court of, um, of the women. Then um, Jewish men, including boys old enough to be called such, um, could enter the court of the Israelites or the court, court of Israel. Thus, they're a little bit closer to God. And a certain priest could enter the holy place, which is the next place you see there, and take care of different um, activities there. But... The high priest. Only the high priest could enter the Holy of Holies. The most holy place where God himself dwelt. And he could only enter that place one time a year. One time a year. He was the only one with an all-access pass. He was the only one that could go to where God lived and communicate with God. And it was only granted once a year. And if you weren't the high priest, you, there was no chance for you to enter that curtain. So back then, they had a curtain that separated the holy place from the holy of holies. And only the high priest could go behind the curtain. And the curtain was, was, remained shut because they believed that if you looked into the holy of holies, you would die. So they, you had zero chance, if you weren't the high priest, of getting closer to the to God there was always a limit to how close you could be to God the holy of the holy separated from the holy place by this thick veil or this thick curtain and it was to protect the people so the Jewish people saw God through this system the Jewish people the Israelites they saw God through this there's different levels that you could be close to God They saw God through this system. And some people had more access than others, but everybody was limited. So it makes sense that when Jesus showed up, now think about this. When Jesus showed up, when God literally sent his son Jesus to come to this earth to be close to us, to be close and personal with people, it blew their minds. For some time, the Jewish people, it seemed impossible It seemed impossible that Jesus was sent by God. A great teacher, maybe. A total fraud, maybe. But he didn't fit the system of God behind the curtain because he was with people. But then Jesus predicted that he would die, and he did. He predicted that he would rise three days later, and he did. And when someone does that, when someone pulls that off, you can pretty much believe anything that they tell you. And as a result, some, not all, but some of these Jewish people became followers of Jesus Christ. And the part of the Bible Bible that we're going to look at tonight was a letter written to these Jewish Christians. It's a letter of Hebrews, and we don't know exactly who the author is, but the intent is obvious. After deciding to follow Jesus, these Jewish people had to figure out now what? Should we still go to the temple or do we not go to the temple anymore? Or what part should we stand in and how close should we get or could we get? And while this letter was written a long time ago, I think it still applies to us today. I think we can have some, um, we can take some stuff out of this. It has a huge impact on us. So let's look at the scripture. Hebrews chapter 10, it's on your handout. If you have Bibles, you can turn there. Hebrews 10, 19 and 20 says this. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places, some translation says the most holy place, talking about the curtain, behind the curtain, by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. So what is this verse saying? Remember, before Jesus, before Jesus died and he rose again there's this curtain that separated the holy place from the holy of holies this curtain separated them And if you look at uh, matthew t- chapter 27 it says this now from the sixth hour this um this 45 through 50 from the sixth hour there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour this is when jesus was on the cross about to die By the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, and he yielded his spirit, meaning he died. So he was on a cross, and he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And at that point, he gave up his spirit. And the very next verse says this, And behold, the curtain. The curtain of the temple was torn into from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rock split. What does that mean? That means that we have access to God. We no longer need a priest to go behind the curtain for us. But when Jesus died, he gave us all access to him. He gave us all access. So look back in Hebrews 10, it says, "We have confidence confidence. We don't have to be scared like I was when I was entering through that gate showing my past. I was scared. I was, my heart was beating, but we can have confidence that we can go through and enter the most holy place. And that is good news. That is good news, guys. We don't have to worry about being in the very back. We have access. We have all access to God. God. It's our backspace, backstage pass. And the writer is telling these Jewish Christians that because of Jesus, they can go boldly right in. In other words, there's no more separation. There's no more curtain. There's no more, <clears throat> there's no more temple levels where some people can be closer than others. And for a lot of us here tonight, the con- this concept could change everything. Because we've been under the impression that sin meant that we need to keep our distance from God. Oh, if God only knew how messed up I was. No, no, no. Scripture says it doesn't matter. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. We could peek in, hang out, listen, but we couldn't be close. And that's not what God wants. That's not true. God was not okay with being separated from you. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why he sent Jesus to be our all-access pass. And when Jesus paid the price for our sins, and he defeated death, that comes as a consequence of our sins, there was no longer a reason that we couldn't be up close and personal with God. Because the truth is this. Jesus gives you An all-access pass to God. Jesus gives you an all-access to God. So here's what I would love for you to do. First, think about this question. This is in your handout. What access do you think you currently have with God? Just take a few seconds and write down there the answer to this question. What access do you think you currently have with God what did you walk in here thinking that you were out with God that you messed up too much for God to love you or ever be near you Maybe you felt that what you did has consistently and and forever separated you from God. Maybe you think that your sin has separated you from God and, and, and in some ways you're right. Our sin does separate us from God. Sin always separates. But Jesus didn't have that problem. He lived a sinless life and defeated the powers that sin has over you and me. And because of him... We can walk boldly right up to him. And the second one is this. Consider trading your access for his. Consider trading your access to his. Some of you need to make a life-changing decision to trade your access for his. What do you mean? To trust that what Jesus did for you outweighs the sin that separates you. And there are people here who can help you with that, who can help you take your next step. Tonight, talk to your small group leader, talk to me, talk to someone on how you can take that next step. Others of you have already done that. You put your faith in Jesus and you're traded for what, what, he's, what you've done for what he has done for you. You have access, but it's so easy for us to forget and, and live like you, like, like you don't have access. It's easy to to live like your sin is bigger than Jesus' sacrifice. Jesus is your all-access pass. So you don't have to stay far away from God because you failed. You don't have to feel awkward with God because you haven't been in church for a while. You don't have to feel awkward because you haven't read your Bible in a while. You don't have to feel awkward because you lost your fire after you came back from the fall retreat. And you said, I, wouldn't, I won't lose it this time. I'm going to keep it. And then a couple months later, you've, you've lost it. You lost the fire that you had at the fall retreat. You don't have to be ashamed about that. You don't have to be afraid, that God, afraid of God because of what you have done. Jesus is your all access. He can handle your sin. He can handle your past. He can handle your present and your future. So... As we head out tonight, I want you to ask yourself this question: How close am I to God right now? Do you feel like He is so close to you and you're close to, I mean, you just had this great relationship, Or do you feel like He is so far away, or that you're so far away, that you're way up in the very top right now, and God is down here, and you're trying to figure out how do I get from there to there? How close am I to God right now? And whether you feel like you're in the front row or way up in the nosebleeds, I want to remind you that there are no assigned seats. There's no curtain that you have to walk through. Jesus gives you an all-access pass to God. And God wants to be close to you. Now, we just sung that song. Um, you guys can come on up. We want, we want to sing it again. Um, we sung this song, I Exalt Thee. I exalt you. And here's the definition. I looked at that word as I was standing there listening to you guys sing and listening to the band and just worshiping. And that word exalt means this. This is the definition. To hold someone in very high regard. We're singing about Jesus. To hold Jesus in very high regard. And then it says, think or speak very highly of. And we're going to sing this song one more time. And I want you to sing it like you mean it. That you think very highly of God. Because we don't have this curtain anymore. This curtain is no longer there. We don't have, we don't have anything that separates us from God. And the cross is here. And God doesn't live behind here. He doesn't live behind here anymore. We have all access. He's there. He's in your seat with you. And we know we can't see him, but he's there. His spirit is there. So as we sing this song, sing it. We all have an all access pass. And if you want to respond this way, you can. You don't have to, but there's passes all up here. And we all have an all access pass because of Jesus, what Jesus has done for us. So if you want, during the song, you can come up here and grab a pass. After the song's over and when you're dismissed, you can grab a pass. But the pass is simply a reminder of what Jesus did for us. That because of what Jesus did for us, we all have access to God. I don't have to go to some priest and say, hey, will you take this to God for me? No, 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 no. We, we can go to God. And he wants to be close to you. Jesus, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for what you did for us on the cross. Thank you that we have access to you and we can talk to you just like I'm talking to you right now. I am talking to the God, to the creator of the universe. You're here. You're in this room. We don't have to invite you here because you're already here. So I pray that this last song as we sing, I exalt you. I hold you above everything else. There's sin in my life that's distracting me. There's sin in my life that makes me feel like I'm so distant from you. But God, I want to be close to you. Thank you so much for being present. I pray this all in your name, Jesus. Amen.